section 126 of china japan and the islands of the pacific this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver bc the world story volume 1 china japan and the islands of the pacific edited by eva march tappan section 126 japanese children and their games by sir edwin arnold the children of japan charm everybody who visits the country from the highest to the lowest ranks and almost without exception they are the best behaved least mischievous most sedate demure correct amusing and unobnoxious specimens of minute humanity to be found on the globe the average american boy especially if born in well-to-do homes is an egotistic noisy restless little tyrant who makes a railway saloon or a drawing-room a place of torture to his elders the average english boy more shy and silent is yet by nature full of mischief and suppressed devilry and is too often capable of the most fiendish cruelty as for girls they are everywhere of course more docile and gentle than their brothers and seldom provoke the sensitive mind to thoughts of infanticide but the japanese babies and children boys and girls alike delight and comfort the foreign visitor by their ideal propriety the streets the houses the temples the gardens the railway lines are free and open to them for their playground is all out of doors yet they never seem to be in the way or to damage anything or to forget their good manners or break flowers and shrubs or put stones on the track they are so pre naturally and prematurely reasonable this does not imply that they are dull or indifferent or lifeless on the contrary nowhere is youth so joyous as with young japan these little ones chirp like sparrows at every corner and flit from pleasure to pleasure like butterflies in a flower garden i think such a pretty state of things is due first of all to their gentle tender dutiful mothers nowhere in this world have small boys and girls more affectionate patient devoted bringing up than the little japs get on the breasts and at the knees of their okisan and this in after years they richly return the reverence for father and mother being the very keystone of the national ark filial piety is next to loyalty the cardinal virtue of the land even carrying the people occasionally to an extravagant or even criminal lengths the classic picture of a good son in the japanese print shops represents a certain young man who in the season of mosquitoes stripped himself bare at bedtime and so lay down near his parents in order that the mosquitoes might feed on him and let the honored elders alone 
and lately there was a dreadful case in tokyo where a man actually killed his wife because he had been told that nothing short of that would bring back to health his sick mother such a deed of course shocked public opinion nearly as much in japan as it would do in england but it illustrates the force and prevalence of parental and filial dutifulness in the empire another reason why the japanese children grow up so good so charming so candid so amenable is i think because they never heard of such a thing as original sin and are never treated on the system which belongs to it by buddhist belief no doubt every little jap comes into the world with the mistakes of a previous existence to atone for and to cancel it is the doctrine of karma or ingua but parents friends neighbors and teachers leave all that to destiny and to the kamisama their part is to treat the small being as a new-come guest into the garden of life to be received with grace kindliness and consideration as a stranger and not to be bullied and browbeaten into correctness go and see jane what master reginald is doing and tell him not to do it such was the legend of one of mr du maurier's child pictures in punch but a japanese mother and a japanese child could never even have comprehended the joke they do not slap or thwart or forbid and constrain the little ones in japan although they very strictly train them to make bows and to be silent and submissive and respectful and it is a great recommendation of what may be called the anti-solomonic plan that the children repay courtesy with courtesy and consideration by consideration moreover they see so much of their own world in very early days that they do not break forth like those of europe into its wonders and excitements fresh and frisky from the nursery at five or six weeks of age the japanese baby goes out into the open air lashed on the back of its mother sister aunt or nurse and there it rides all day long except as necessary intervals of refreshment taking its slumber in this peripatetic cradle and when awake seeing everything which goes on in the streets with its little slant-lidded beady black eyes so that when it comes to the point of being able to toddle for itself nothing is strange to the observant babe it owes also to that early life in the open air and perpetual motion on the back of some relation or another a large part of the generally robust health enjoyed by its kind japan is of all countries except england that wherein the fewest children die between birth and the age of five years albeit another point in favor of japanese babies is that they are nursed at the breast until they are two or even three years old in every way their world is made very pleasant to them at starting 
the towns and villages are full of toy shops where the most grotesque and ingenious playthings are sold for their benefit at the lowest possible cost when there happens a temple feast a matsuri or inichi the precincts of the holy shrine are crowded with toy stalls and the portable shops of the amiya blowing out of bean paste all sorts of sweeties shaped like to dragons snakes birds demons and the like nobody is too proud or grand to carry a baby or to be seen bearing home through the streets ridiculous creations of fluffy tigers feathery cocks and hens or balls of wool and tinsel at the great wrestling match this year in ecoin i watched a huge sumotori the champion of his class overthrow his opponent after a tremendous struggle amid the delighted plaudits of some three thousand spectators who flung a hundred hats and caps into the ring ten minutes afterwards i met the same gigantic hero outside the wrestling theatre in the street carrying a bit of a baby on his back by the side of his little glossy-haired wife and feeding it over his brawny shoulder with salted plums the japanese children have by the way a vocabulary quite of their own just as the jinkerisha men talk their own pat toy and the court people use a special form of speech while even japanese women employ many words and phrases never heard from the lips of men one distinguishing feature of the children of japan is their sleeves after much observation and meditation in the streets and roadways of the country one arrives at last at an explanation of the extreme dignity which the little ones exhibit under almost all circumstances it is due you perceive to the long flowing sleeves which they wear nothing in respect of dress gives so much importance and presence to the human figure grown or ungrown as wide and hanging sleeves and all the little japanese when habited at all go about in tawny gowns very much resembling those worn by masters of arts and doctors of divinity at oxford and cambridge if ladies only knew how much that is graceful and imposing depends upon deep long flowing sleeves they would abandon the tight fashions of the present time and go back in this regard to the beautiful costumes which english dames wore in the days of edwards and henry's and which have been universal in japan for two thousand years a whole book might be written about the aesthetic and social value and dignity of long sleeves special days are set apart in the japanese year for the boys and girls festivals the great day of the girls is march third when all the doll shops in tokyo kyoto and the other large towns are full of what are called ohina sama models on a tiny scale of the emperor and empress with their court and domestic belongings these toy establishments are handed down from mother to daughter and i have seen high-born children playing 
with kina sama three hundred years old and more the special day for the boys falls on may fifth every year when the air is full everywhere of great hollow floating fish made out of colored and gilded paper which the wind inflates hoisted high upon a tall bamboo pole in front of each abode where a male child has been born the fish is the carp koi the universal emblem of courage and perseverance because he swims so stoutly against the stream and hardly consents to die when he is cut into thin slices for sashimi in early years and indeed until the age of eighteen or nineteen nothing can be too gay and brilliant for a japanese damsel to wear the little nippon maids go about far outvying in splendor the great butterflies of crimson and gold or of saffron and silver which flit around their heads in the gardens and bamboo groves parental affection seems to exalt itself in devising gorgeous colors and attractive patterns for their little obi and kimono while the jibon or underskirt cannot possibly be too magnificent if these garments be only of cotton the mother and father will have them gay but even the poor children generally manage to wear fabrics half of silk and half of cotton and the well-to-do always have their clothes composed of silk or the beautiful silk crepe known as cheerymen this last takes the most brilliant dyes quite perfectly and emits of very lovely decorative effects in obtaining which nothing is feared except in harmonious combinations you see young maidens in the streets and the temple gardens literally glittering with gold silver vermilion sea-green sky-blue rose-red and orange some wearing an upper dress covered with fans birds waving woods bamboo boughs or fish and at a garden party given by the princess mori at takanawa i was presented to a young lady the lineal descendant of the great house of tokanawa shoguns whose jiban of azure silk was an embroidered pool of lotus blossoms while her kimono of tender creamy cheerman had on it japanese landscapes of rising moons rice fields fujiyama with the snow upon its crest and such like when the mature age of twenty or twenty-one is reached these dazzling glories of the toilet are exchanged for sober-hued dresses gray dove color tea color fawn and brown but even then the jiban may always be as glorious in color and patterns as fancy dictates and the obi a splendid piece of figured satin the attire of the boys is in every case quieter and more restrained and elderly people cannot be clad too soberly japanese girls grow up to be japanese women without change in their gentleness docility or good manners and japanese boys continue to appear attractive candid free from mavoy aunt 
and altogether delightful until they reach the awkward and gawky age which for a time spoils most lads the japanese boy is delightful the japanese man is generally intelligent polite and in his degree worthy but the japanese youth especially in the middle classes is wont to prove a hobohoy and a social nuisance as scholars and students they are almost faultless there are no rules of discipline or punishment in the schools and colleges because none are needed the pupils are too anxious to learn and are always in their places before the master is ready and keen to continue work when he is tired they are too apt to think that they know a subject when they have only commenced to understand its rudiments and although always deferential to their sensei the teacher they will dictate to him if he permits the course of study but a certain number of them mingling very imperfect modern education with very crude political theories leave their schools and colleges full of ambitions and desires which are beyond their range and instead of accepting humble and useful walks in life turn into detestable and dangerous agitators whose want of sense would be contemptible if their inherited disregard of personal risk and their passionate entitlement did not render them evils to be reckoned with those are the soshi like our own young baboos of bengal and reformers from the indian government college they have got the wind of personal and political conceit in their heads but unlike the baboos they are not in the least timid for want of other and better employ they hire themselves out to unscrupulous politicians as boyish swashbucklers to break up public meetings intimidate nervous statesmen dominate the voting places with noise and menace and sometimes even to commit assault or murder it was one of these unlovely youths who brooding fanatically over a supposed offence against the regalio loci of a temple at ease assassinated my enlightened and illustrious friend viscount maury and another such threw the bomb which deprived count okuma the japanese prime minister of a limb the worst of them are well known to the government and the police and when any rather exciting time is coming forward in tokyo and popular disturbance has to be feared it is not unusual for the administration to clear them out of the capital by scores or hundreds obliging them to spend a little of their ill-used leisure at yokohama or elsewhere until the temporary excitement has died away in the seat of the government the outdoor games of the japanese children are much like those of other small folks in various parts of the world though the ingenuity of the race refines upon them the taco or kite the coma or top the play ball tama the stilts takeuma the hoop taiga the swing 
buranko the skipping rope nawa koguli prisoner's base oniko and oyama no tasko king of the castle are just as popular with many other familiar pastimes in tokyo as in london but the natural skill and adroitness of the people improve upon the western forms of these sports the kites are much more scientific than ours with long streamers at the lower corners and strange little contrivances to produce sounds explosions and illuminations in the sky japanese tops which will spin ever so long on a string or a knife edge are well known and as for japanese ball play there is not a little maid of five or six years in the streets who cannot keep two or three of them in the air at once with one hand while the other holds the umbrella over the bald plate of the rocking baby some of their indoor games might be very well introduced among english children being graceful and merry yet free from boisterousness for example there is the pretty sport of suri kitsune or fox catching at which many may play at once somebody unwinds his or her silken sash and ties it in a half hitch or a reefer's knot so as to make a running noose of which two players hold the opposite ends balancing the noose vertically on the floor then any little prize a sweetmeat or what not is laid on the floor on the far side of the noose and one by one the outsiders try to snatch the object safely through the trap the two players seeking to catch the fox's paw just as it goes into the noose great fun is elicited from this and when a fox is caught he surrenders all his prizes and takes one end of the snare or this is sometimes coupled with our english game of forfeits again there is a quiet and amusing japanese form of blind man's buff mi gakushi where the fun is had with a large soft ball not hard enough to break anything or to hurt and the blind man after turning round three times throws this very suddenly in a direction as unexpected as possible any person struck being obliged to take his place another form of migakushi is where the blind man sits on the centre of a large circle made around him by the other players after he has had his eyes covered and he is then allowed to talk make jokes say anything he can to provoke a giggle or an ejaculation so that he may specify the exact position in the circle of somebody and oblige that one take his place this is called ocha boji and admits of the most charming developments end of section 126 this recording is in the public domain recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver bc